0: Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today's uh, experience is by Lawrence on NDerf.org, the Near Death Experience Research Foundation website. Lawrence says, In 1976, I was in a near-fatal car accident. I was young and somewhat foolish. I was living in Colorado at the time and visiting my parents in New York. I had traveled with my roommate, who was also from the area. A young lady, who I was interested in, invited us to a party. At the party, I had some alcoholic drinks. Although I wasn't drunk, I decided to act more intoxicated than I was. That way I could say that I needed a ride home and could leave my mother's car at the young lady's house. Then I would have an excuse to come back the next day. I had a few more drinks and then my roommate and I drove back to my parents' house. When I was almost there, I remembered that my sister needed the car in the morning to go to work. I asked my friend to drive me back to the party. He didn't really want to go back, but I assured him that I was fine to drive and told him about my plan so I could see the young lady the next day when I picked up the car. He understood my reasoning and drove me back. Needless to say, I did not make it back to my parents' home because I fell asleep at the wheel and drove into a very large tree. Later on, looking at the pictures of the car, I couldn't believe I survived. There was only a small chunk in the tree where the car hit it. I remember seeing my body leaning against the tree, and a police officer was crouching down looking at me. I was floating above the accident scene. I was also surrounded by white light, where I saw my body despite it being nighttime. I did not like, it it did not, I did not feel like I was going into the light as much as I was already in the white light. I had a feeling that everything was okay, even if it was beyond what I could understand. I did feel a gentle breeze moving me upwards. I had the feeling that everything was all right. I really felt good, benevolent, full of love and compassion. All of a sudden, I heard a voice say, you have to go back. Your father wants you to stay. I felt that the voice was an all-knowing authority, and that it was right that I was going back into my body. After the car accident, I was unconscious for three days. When I woke up, my journey began. During my near-death experience, I went into my soul level. During the time I was out of my body, I was my true spiritual self. Since my conscious mind was not limited what I could know and understand, I was able to know and understand everything all at once. The feeling I had that everything is all right is the truth. In some of the traditions that I have since studied, they talk about the divine ocean of love and compassion. My experience was more like a white sky of love and compassion. Saying that I had a feeling that everything is all right might be understating it. It is a knowing that myself, everything, and everyone is really all right and good. When I'm in touch with this feeling, I see a lot of all right and good in others and in everything. As I am writing this, it sounds small compared to what it is, but it is gentle and caring in a way that does not impose itself on others or anything. In one way, this feeling is subtle but cannot be denied. It is a general direction with a knowledge that the most wonderful, most loving, and most compassionate experience is felt by loving in that direction. That feeling is ahead, and here in the moving toward it. I had an experience that I did not really pay very much attention to at the time. I didn't understand the impact it would have on my life until years later. I mentioned my experience to one of the professors after a workshop uh, that I taught there. She asked me to speak to her class, and she taught on death and dying. I was happy to do that. I like teaching, and I thought I could teach about spirituality, one of my favorite subjects. I started to do research to be prepared. I also posted a notice online that I was going to be talking about the near-death experience and got a big turnout. During my research, I could see that the near-death experience was a turning point in my life. After the car accident, I started to meet a lot of people that had near-death experiences, and like me, it was because of their experience that they had become interested in spiritual studies. Some, like myself, had developed astute intuition and sensitivity to the energy of others, a connection to a feeling of benevolence that is present everywhere, and the experience and experienced this energy in their hands when touching others. At that time, I did not acknowledge how amazing this is. My desire to learn about this benevolence was stronger than my understanding that it was unique and wonderful. I wanted more. Looking back, and after years of studying spiritual phenomenon, I know during the NDE that my spiritual seeing and hearing abilities were activated. Since then, my life's journey had become about connecting to this great source and serving others. When I work with someone, I can see this light in them, that it is all right and good. I can also see how to connect them to that light, both energetically and psychologically. I have a natural ability to know what to talk to them about, to open up their consciousness and conscious mind, to allow them to connect with this source of benevolence and well-being, and it heals many things. Thank you for reading, Dr. Lawrence Brock. And then Lawrence leaves a URL, lawrencebrock.com. That's the end of of the experience. And while, again, kind of like the experience we shared yesterday, this was not uh, deep going into another location and seeing landscapes, there was, again, this sense of, uh, he says, I was able to know and understand everything all at once. And in his case, there was even more, this sense of everything is exactly as it's supposed to be. Everything's all right and good. Very interesting. And while as someone who has not had a near-death experience um, and cannot relate to some of the abilities that uh, Lawrence seems to develop, I can relate to some of the interests that he takes on and um the recognition of the world around him from a spiritual uh, point of view and and so forth and, and the sense of compassion and lack of judgment toward other people that's been something that has been evolving quite a bit in the last especially decade of my life is this lack of judgment towards others and and a sense that everybody has good in them and that everybody has something to offer in this life. You know, I think I can sense in a way, I can't, I can't tell obviously what people's life purposes are, but I can look on anyone and say, I can see why that person would be sent here. They've got some really good things to do and they're doing some really good things now. And it's, it's like, there's just a glimpse of the idea of everybody having a purpose, and not not seeming strange. Maybe that's maybe that's the little bit that I do share. Is is this sense that everybody does have a purpose? Everybody does have incredible and infinite worth. I sense that. I feel that. I just don't know what people's individual purposes are. In fact, I think it would. It. I suppose it might be even easier to to point out potential uh, purposes in other people than even in myself, because I feel like in myself, I'm just this mush of of ideas and desires and frustrations and, you know, just everything that I experience on a day-to-day basis. And it all seems like a big mess. But I gather that uh, when people get to the other side, they sense that purpose in a much bigger way, especially if they have been trying to fulfill a purpose, even if they don't know what that purpose is. So stay close to God and and talk to him about what your reason for being here is. He may or may not tell you what it is, but he will likely lead you along that path, even when you don't know that you're being led. I think there's something profoundly um, common about that. People who try to keep God close in their lives are led by God more often than they think. That's my suspicion. So, I did want to say, if you guys have questions about the afterlife, questions about the spirit world, questions about death or the dying process, uh, I mean, you know, anything related to, to this subject, I would be very interested in hearing these questions and whether or not I have the answers or, or know the answers, I am incredibly comfortable saying, I don't know. <laughs> and, so, and so if you are worried about asking a question that might make me uncomfortable or, or that I would be nervous about answering because I can't find the answer or whatever, I am perfectly comfortable saying, I don't know the answer. And even things that uh, even questions that should be uncomfortable, either because of their religious content or because of their difficult connection with the death of loved ones and so forth. You know, there's so much of hushing about these kinds of things in the world. And, uh, you know, when you I mean, I want to go right up to people who are on their deathbed and say, have you seen the other side yet? Have you been there yet? Have you visited? I want to say to old people, have you ever had a near-death experience and seen the light or seen people or whatever? You know, I just want to get out there and, and ask them that or or even ask them, have you had times of of, you know, where you thought you were going crazy, but some things happen that you can't explain or dreams that were just uncanny in some way that, uh, that have got you thinking, I, I would love to just walk up to people and ask them that. And yet it's uncomfortable to do that kind of thing, <clears throat> especially as it relates to death. You know, somebody's got cancer and is given six months to live. You don't want to go and say, are you ready to die? are you excited about it? You know, (laughs) what, you know, you just don't bring that kind of thing up because our culture says, no, you don't do that. And while I do think it's unfortunate that we don't talk about death more and more often and more comfortably in, in our culture, um, I am very comfortable talking about it if someone else is willing to. The biggest reason I hold back on anything is because I'm worried about making other people uncomfortable. And so it's the kind of thing that it's it's always the elephant in the room for me. This subject of near death and spirituality and the spirit world and and mysteries, things that we don't fully understand. And I'm really excited to talk about them, but I don't bring them up with people personally very often because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. My point is, if you have questions about the afterlife or the spirit world, whether or not I can answer them, I don't know. But uh, I would I would be happy to take on the challenge of, of seeing if I can find the answer or even just bringing the question to the podcast listeners so that somebody out there who may have an answer may be able to answer it. So if you've got questions, send them my way. You can either do that by emailing near-death-experience-podcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDECAST. You can also share your own experience. I love getting the experiences of listeners, partly because a lot of times they are not published elsewhere. You can't find them on IONS or ender or... Or on people's individual websites, a lot of times because they—they're you know—they're just not publishers. They're not authors. They're not uh, you know—they're just living their lives as they should be, but they don't get opportunities to get these messages out there because they just don't feel the call to do it. But they may feel—you may feel if you're listening, or you know somebody who might uh, fit this um, bill—that. May feel, you know what, I've been feeling like I need to share it in some way. I feel like I need to let people know, anyone who's willing and prepared to hear it. And honestly, this audience is prepared to hear it. So uh, we're looking for that kind of thing and we're excited to come across these kinds of experiences. So if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either purchasing the book, Life in the Spirit World. Um, and you can also support the podcast by going to patreoncom ndecast. There's a link to that on NearDeathExperiencePodcast.org that um, says "Support the Podcast," and it will take you there. You can there become a monthly, ongoing contributor, and as a thank you for doing that, um, you will have access to an additional weekly episode of the show which is great. And you'll also get a free copy of the ebook of the uh, life in the spirit world. And by the way, those of you that have purchased the book, if you could do me a huge favor and just go to Amazon, the, the link on Amazon, you know, whichever one, Kindle book or Softbound, whatever, and just write a review. And, you know, if you love the book, five stars is awesome, but being authentic is the most awesome. So if you can authentically give five stars, then please do it. That would really help. If you just didn't like the book, uh, you know, then uh, then at least, you know, maybe say something about, about uh, the, what you didn't like about it so that it can clear up for other people that would like to buy the book what they would, you know, whether they would like to buy it or not. I'm often more likely to purchase something if I see there's good and bad reviews and the good just outweighs the bad and and especially when people who have bad reviews have a specific reason for it and the reason is fairly benign in my mind i'm like well that's not going to be an issue for me i don't have a problem with that or if it doesn't do this function that you thought it was or this book doesn't cover this topic that you just weren't interested in anyway you know um so just give an honest review it will it'll help people discover the book and uh With that, thank you all of you so much again for listening.